Hello and welcome to another episode of Full Court Finance here at Zacks. I'm your host, Ben Rains. And today we're taking a look at three stocks before they report their quarterly earnings results later in the week, and that is RH, formerly known as Restoration Hardware, Chewy, and Dave and & Busters to see if they're worth buying ahead of their upcoming earnings releases. But before we get into everything, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, and make sure to check out our new zacks.com slash promo page for a look into some of our services, portfolios, and more. So before we jump into the three stocks that are set to report this week, I want to do just a quick uh, overview of the market to give better context for what's going on possibly with these three stocks that we're going to dive deeper into. So the S&P 500 ended last week right below its all-time highs, and the NASDAQ popped around 1.5% on Friday as bullish investors keep pushing that tech-heavy index back above its 50-day moving average. The market was more subdued on Monday, with the NASDAQ up, though, again, about 0.5% during regular hours, and the benchmark index was roughly flat. Then on Tuesday morning, all three indexes were down marginally as of the last time I looked around uh, 11 o'clock central time, so 12 eastern. The NASDAQ was down about 0.2%. The SP was down about 0.3%, and the Dow was down about 0.4%. So just a little bit of a pullback on Tuesday. So with that said, though, last week's positivity certainly followed May's jobs report that fell short of economists' expectations, but marked a significant improvement from April's huge miss. And Wall Street appeared to take that jobs data, which showed signs of ramped up hiring amid the economic reopening as kind of the best of both worlds. The unemployment rate fell, but the pace of jobs additions might not force the Fed to cut back on its easy money policies. Meanwhile, the overall earnings picture continues to improve for the second quarter, and the growth outlook for the S&P 500 earnings reflects true growth compared to the pre-COVID period in FY19, so not just against the easy-to-compare period last year. It also marks growth from, as I said, that pre-COVID period. So that that's a really bullish shine, uh, and it helps, as I said, provide that broader support for why investors in Wall Street continues to be pretty optimistic. Uh, and we should note that the benchmark index, which is that S&P 500, is now up about 30% from its February 2020 level, so that's compared to that pre-COVID Levels and it's pushed it to new highs, which it almost touched again recently. So the market last week saw also the return of those so-called meme stocks with AMC shares up big, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, GameStop. So that's that's those big crazy growth games that are being driven by some options trading as well. On top of that, we saw Biogen stock skyrocket about forty percent on Monday after the FDA approved its Alzheimer's therapy. Uh, marking the first new drug for the disease in nearly 20 years. So given all of this, uh, and given this backdrop, investors certainly might want to consider adding new stocks to their portfolios, even during these low-volume summer months, as the market continues to push higher and the bulls continue to win out in the, the, the moment. So we're now going to start with the luxury furniture retailer, formerly known as Restoration Hardware. It has soared over the last year amid that housing boom as part of a much longer and larger run. That said, RH shares have pulled back by about 15% from their late April records heading into its first quarter fiscal 2021 earnings release that's due out after the closing bell on Wednesday, June 9th. So after the bell on Wednesday, the 9th is when they're going to report their Q1 2021 earnings. Uh, RH as some of you might know, is a high-end furniture and home decor giant. 
that has thrived amid the changing retail landscape by keeping it pretty old school in the Amazon age, as most other companies are going all in on everything digital. Uh, RH is still has a, a massive, nearly 2,500 page physical catalog. It's opened large luxury center stores, many with accompanying bars and restaurants in major cities from Chicago to New York. RH is also trying to expand its international footprint amid all of this. And the firm under its chief executive, Gary Freeman, understands that its affluence, affluent clients are craving a lot. And as we said, they're, they're going big amid this broader push to scale everything to direct-to-consumer online. In fact, they have plans to enter the housing and hotel market with RH guest houses and residences. Uh, I'm going to read quickly from just a note from Friedman's annual letter to shareholders that came out on June 2nd. So it came out last week. He said, quote, our goal is to create a new market for travelers seeking privacy and luxury in the $200 billion hotel industry and RH residences, fully furnished luxury homes, condominiums, and apartments with integrated services that will deliver taste and time value to wealthy and affluent time-starved customers. So they're trying to get in to the housing and hotel market, as I said. So they're, they're going bigger and bigger and expanding amid this broader push for just e-commerce and much retail. So the high-end retailer posted blowout Q4 2020 results uh, in late March with 2020 sales up 8%. RH has also grown its revenue at a solid clip since its debut on the public markets back in 2012. It has also expanded its gross margin for five straight years and its 2020 gross margin jumped uh, to... 46.5% up from about 41.4% in the year period. RH also raised its 2021 guidance last quarter, and it stands to benefit, as I mentioned, from that booming housing market. Home sales hit their highest level since 2006 last year. Better yet, home buying and updating are likely to continue since millennials are now driving that housing market. Furthermore, the pandemic had far less of an impact financially on many higher income Americans, which bodes well for RH, as many more are able to spend money on homes they might have bought and just need to furnish furnish larger spaces as many people uh, took the last year to, to find more space. So given this backdrop, Zach's estimates call for its Q1, which is the period ended on May 1st, revenue to skyrocket 56% against the easy to compare period last year. And the 752 million it is projected to pull in would also crush its pre-pandemic period in Q1 of FY19. So actual growth as well compared to the pre-pandemic levels, which is really important. Uh, meanwhile, it's adjusted first quarter earnings are projected to climb 226% to $4.14 per share. Overall, its 2021 revenue is projected to jump over 18% to about $3.4 billion, representing its strongest top-line expansion since 2015. RH is adjusted FY 2021 earnings are also projected to climb about 18% with its 2022 revenue and earnings set to pop another 8 and 12% respectively. RH is also part of the Zach's retail home furnishing space that includes Ethan Allen, Temper Sealy, William Sonoma, and others, and it sits in the top 10% of over 250 Zach's industries. The company is currently a Zach's rank number three hold. It also lands an A grade for growth and a B for momentum in our style source system. And 11 of the 15 brokerage recommendations that Zach's has for the stock are strong buys. 
with the other four at hold. So overall brokerage recommendations are pretty positive for RH. And as we mentioned, RH has been on a really impressive run. RH shares are in the midst of a big run since its 2012 IPO. It's up nearly 1,900%. This has helped it out climb Apple, Amazon, Nike, Starbucks. And this was how uh, their CEO let off his letter to shareholders. He mentioned he name dropped all those companies and then he ended with in just about everybody else but Tesla. So the stock has been on a massive run, as we said. Uh, more recently, the luxury furniture firm shares have skyrocketed about 150% in the last year to destroy fellow coronavirus stars like Shopify uh, and top its industries 120% climb. So despite this outperformance, the stock has also continued to trade a discount to the broader retail industry. And it's trading at about 29 times forward 12 months earnings at the moment, which marks a discount to its own year-long highs as well. So as we mentioned at top, RH is down about 15% from its April highs, and the recent pullback has sent the stock below neutral RSI levels at around 42, which could give it room to run if it's able to provide strong guidance when it reports its Q1 results on June 9th. That said, the stock has dipped just below its 50-day moving average. Uh, so all that said, investors might want to consider the luxury home furniture power that Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway took a position in last year, especially if you're a longer-term investor uh, buying it into earnings that won't necessarily matter exactly how they react in the near-term to earnings. Uh, RH looks like it's poised to uh, possibly continue this run as its growth outlook and other fundamentals look very strong as well. So now we're going to move on to a completely different retailer. And that is Chewy, which trades under the ticker CHWY. Its shares have soared over 300% from their March 2020 lows uh, until Wall Street began to sell pandemic high flyers back in February. So the e-commerce pet store currently sits about 30% or so below its records heading into its first quarter 2021 results that are due out on Thursday, June 12th. 10th. Uh, Chewy has regained some of that momentum since mid-May, so let's see if investors might want to consider buying this beaten-down e-commerce firm that still boasts that solid growth outlook. Now we're just going to quickly break down what the company does, some of the, the recent improvements to the business, and then take a look at some other fundamentals and what's to come. So Chewy was founded back in 2011, and it went public in 2019, and it's an e-commerce pet store with a relatively speedy delivery process. The firm also as you would expect from a pet store, sells pet food, supplies, treats, medication, and a lot more for a variety of animals. Chewy has also found success by adding loyal pet owners to its ranks with about 70% of its revenue coming from its auto ship business that allows people to have food and more delivered at regular intervals. I can say uh, my wife and I got a dog last year amid, she was a, a pandemic pup, and we have used Chewy ever since where we get her food automatically shipped about, I think it's every three weeks or so. And it's, it's very great. And as I mentioned, 70% of that revenue is coming from people like that who just have whatever they're going to get for their pet auto delivered and just shipped. Uh, so that's a big key aspect of their business. Chewy added about 44% more users in 2020 to close the year with about 19.2 million in its auto ship unit. Uh, as we mentioned, creates that consistent revenue stream. The company also last October launched its telehealth service called Connect with a Vet. The telehealth service is only available to those auto ship customers, so it's another benefit for keeping those auto ship 
customers there. Uh, and it could really be a hit as people opt for, for convenience uh, in that uh, tele, telemedicine era where we have big companies uh, doing things for humans and not just pets. So people are even more likely to call a vet with a quick question with their pet's health, maybe more so than they would with their own health. Uh, Chewy has also boosted its pharmacy offerings and it announced on May 21st the expansion of that telehealth service to include uh, free video consultations, extended hours, and a lot more. All of this has helped Chewy establish itself as a player that's really poised to thrive in the e-commerce world that's dominated largely by Amazon and Target and Walmart and all those massive big box retailers. Uh, with this in mind, Chewy's 2020 revenue surged about 50% to 7.2 billion, which beat FY19's 37% sales expansion. Plus, it reported its first quarterly profit in Q4, crushing our bottom line estimate uh, and extending its streak of impressive beats to three straight quarters. Within my, with this in mind, Zach's estimates are calling for its Q1 revenue to climb about 31% to help it swing from an adjusted loss of 12 cents per share in the year ago period, all the way up to three cents positive. Uh, this quarter, peaking a little bit further down the line, it's full year 2020 sales, 2021 sales, excuse me, are projected to jump by 25% or add about $1.8 billion more top line revenue to reach roughly $9 billion. Then it's 2022 sales are projected to see it add another $1.7 billion or 20% higher revenues. So continued impressive growth for the pet e-commerce player on the bottom line its adjusted earnings are expected to jump about 122 percent to 20 cents per share and then soar another 150 percent in 2022 the stock's stagnant earnings revisions recently help it land a zax rank number three hold at the moment next to its a grade for growth and b for momentum in our scholars for system uh as we touched on at the outset chewy shares have had soared uh, over 300% from their March lows of last year to their February highs of around $120 a share. Since then, however, Chewy has fallen over 30% as Wall Street sold all those pandemic high flyers that they thought had been a little overheated and they decided to just take profits. Uh, luckily, the stock has popped about uh, 17% since mid-May after it dipped into over oversold RSI territory, so below 30. And Chewy currently sits near neutral RSI levels as people have jumped back into the stock uh, after we mentioned it fell into those oversold levels. Uh, and it trades near its near long year-long medium at about 3.3 times forward sales, which marks a huge discount to its sector's 10.5 times average. All this could give Chewy plenty of runway. Uh, and the recent positivity also shows that the stock uh, might be poised for more of a, more of a comeback as Wall Street maybe thinks maybe this is a little overdone considering its longer-term growth outlook. Uh, and it's also worth noting that despite its fall, 10 of the 15 brokerage recommendations that Zacks has are strong buys or buys, with only one rating coming in below a hold. Uh, more importantly, e-commerce was booming long before the pandemic and people utilizing delivery, especially that automated delivery for essentials like pet food, are less likely to go back even as they return to their more normal lives, doing other things like going out to eat and going back to work and all of these things. So if you're, if you're starting to live a more normal life again, why would you necessarily want to spend it going to the pet store? Uh, so uh, Chewy could definitely be a longer term in a near term play for investors out there. Uh, 
if you want to dive a little deeper into the stock. Uh, and now we're going to close with David Busters, which trades in the ticker Play, so P-L-A-Y. As we all know all too well, uh, the coronavirus crushed the hospitality industry amid forced closures, capacity restrictions, and much more for a large chunk of the last year. Uh, the arcade and game-focused David Busters Entertainment obviously was hit particularly hard due to its in-person focus in limited carryout presence. So despite those nearly impossible conditions during the last year, play stock actually soared over 300% from those March lows. Uh, with this in mind, we're going to dive in to see what investors should maybe do before the stock for the company reports its Q1 2021 results on Thursday, June 10th. Uh, so Dave & Buster's owns and operates about 140 locations in North America where it combines a restaurant, bar, and an arcade and sort of a sports bar atmosphere all in one. The company's tagline is eat, drink, play, and watch all in one location. Play had posted solid revenue growth since going public back in 2014, but the coronavirus, as it's very obvious, put a big halt to much of its business seemingly overnight due to no fault of its own, as it did with concert venues and casino operators and other in-person entertainment businesses. So with this in mind, its 2020 revenue tumbled about 70% from about $1.4 billion down to $440 million. Uh, things remained rough even through the second half of the year with its sales down 66% still in the fourth quarter. At the start of Q4, only about 74% of its stores were even open and by the beginning of the first quarter only 76 so not much happened in that window luckily uh the u.s economic reopening has started to kick into high gear amid that vaccine rollout and the company provided an update for its first quarter guidance on april 20th and it announced that as of april 18th and it has not updated this figure since that it had reopened 138 stores or approximately 98 percent of its store base Yet, it did note at the time that most locations continue to operate under reduced hours and capacity limitations. Uh, with this in mind, Zach's assessments call for Dave & Buster's revenue to jump about 60% for the three-month period ended on May 2nd. And obviously, that's against an easy compare period last year. Meanwhile, it's expected to cut its adjusted loss from $1.37 per share to a loss of just $0.13 cents per share. And then when we start to look at the full-year figures, they get a little better. So, its revenue is projected to climb 165% from one point, uh, to $1.16 billion, with FY 2022 set to jump another 30% higher to climb above its pre-coronavirus highs at $1.5 billion. Uh, on the bottom line, it's expected to soar from an adjusted loss of $4.70 per share all the way up to positive $0.29 cents per share with FY 2022 projected to skyrocket nearly 700% from that all the way up to $2.26 per share. And these estimates could easily improve as many of the biggest cities around the country are heading back to a complete reopening uh, with hardly any restrictions. So the it's it would not be that hard to imagine Dave & Buster's uh, outlook improving when it reports its Q1 results given that things are starting to really kick back into high gear in many places around the country. Dave & Buster's currently lands a Zach's Ring Number 3 hold alongside an A-grade for momentum in our South Source system, uh, and its industry sits in about the top 35% of our over 250 Zach's industries. Uh, so as of Friday, the stock had closed uh, nearly 20% below its 52-week highs, 
But since then, it's jumped pretty significantly. So it popped on Monday. And then as of uh, the last time I looked, around 11 a.m. Central, so 12 Eastern, the stock had jumped at about 6.3% on Tuesday. So it's now trading about 35% below its 2017 peak. So even more room to run from where it was uh, back in 2017. And as I said, it jumped about 6.3%. So that could mean uh, people are getting pretty high on the stock heading into earnings. This has now pushed it above neutral RSI levels. So all of this really provides Dave & Buster's with some room to run, especially if it seems that previously cooped up customers start to return in droves ready to spend. As I said, though, the stock has run pretty high off those lows last year without a real return to growth yet. So maybe there could be a near-term pullback, but uh, certainly worth considering Dave & Buster's heading into earnings and then especially if they provide strong guidance going forward. So that does it for another episode of Full Court Finance. Until next time, I'm your host, Ben Rains. Remember, if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot us an email over at podcast at zax.com. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.